hello and welcome to Media MD, your weekly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. Oh, and it's a wonderful time of year, Elliot. It's one of our rare Media MD holidays. Um, <laughs> the Media MD annual checkup. Yeah. <sighs> it's good to be here. Season two coming to a close. Um, yeah. And so we're going to be going back through all of the things we talked about this year, as well as the things we talked about last year. Um and, you know, seeing if there's anything we want to revisit, touch on a bit more, and uh, check back in on. Yeah, especially because we're both in the habit of recommending TV shows with lots of seasons that we can't possibly get to <laughs> in two weeks. Yep, and uh, yeah, so there'll be a couple of TV shows which <laughs> we just didn't get to finish in the two weeks allotted, and then, um, so uh, this is our chance to, to say anything else that we want to say about them. Um. We'll also have a bit of format change announcements for season three, but we'll get into that towards the end. Um, oh, and, and everything we talk about, I'm going to take timestamps of it and I'll put that down in the description. So if you are really waiting for us to dive back into talking about Ward, as I know I'm sure a lot of you are, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can just skip straight to that bit. Uh, we'll yeah. probably be going in reverse chronological order. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Um, well, should, well, should we start with the statistics? All right, a little bit of stats to start us off. Yeah, the, okay. So statistics always gets everyone excited, so it's a strong opener. Mm. All right, what do you got for us? Okay, well, I, I'll do the same joke as last year, but it's not going to work because it is just the two of us. But uh, who do you think had the higher average score hmm. in terms of their recommendations? I feel like you had a pretty good year this year, Elliot. You know what? So did I, but uh, you'd be wrong. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> um yeah, well, it's pretty close. I, I had an average of seven and a half, and you've got an average of eight. Um, but what's actually more telling in this is um, the, so like the variance in mind is much, much higher than yours. Mm. Uh, so, for instance, um, like the lowest one you got, so although your average was eight, the, the worst ranking I gave any of your things was um, Hunt for the Wilder People, which got a seven, which doesn't seem oh, right wow. that that's the worst. Um and, yeah. and sorry, and that was tied with uh, One Punch Man for seven. Um, yeah. But then, you know, my lowest was the Star Wars Holiday Special, which got a three and a half. Um, <laughs> of course. And I put, forgot we talked about that. <laughs> and uh, Push dragged me down with four and a half as well. So I, I had the highest mm. highs and mm. the lowest the lowest and lows. The lowest lows. Yeah, uh, you brought The Good Wife, which if I may jump in for a second, that's going to get my best of season two award for sure. Yeah, I think I think Worm was a pretty easy choice for the the best of season one award last year, and mm. I think I think it might be uh, the same for The Good Wife. I don't know that there's much argument to be to be made there. Yeah, um, but yeah, so so, so as I already sort of said, the that episode if people haven't. <laughs> the the worst thing brought was Star Wars uh, holiday special. Yep, of course. Uh, and then I had the the highest one as well with uh, the Good Wife and We Are Legion tying for first. Ah uh, yes. Um, yeah, and then stuff. and then just behind those though were a lot. We gave a lot of eight and a halfs this year. Um, <laughs> there's about six things here that have eight and a halfs, so that was pretty common. Mm. All right. <sighs> Any other stats for us? Uh, those those are only the real highlight, the only real highlights, I guess. Um, everything else is just right. numbers that I don't think anybody wants to listen to me reading off. <laughs> I forgot about the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> why did you? Why did we do that, Ellie? 
I thought I thought I mean, it it's was an a it's so bad it's good thing, but it turns out it's just a, it's it's bad thing. Oh, it's there's just so much of it, and there it has some good bits, but it has so many bad bits. <laughs> um, all right, so should we start going back through our our episodes? Yeah, so let's uh let's just go through the list, I guess. Yeah, so we'll probably skip over some of them. Um, that we just don't have anything to talk about, like Would yeah. I Lie to You, which I don't think we really have anything to touch on. No, we only just talked about it, and and also yep. I, I think we did a pretty good job. Uh, that has been a new season or anything. Um, yep. Sort of the same deal with Heather's. I don't know if there's too much to talk about. I've been listening to the soundtrack for this a lot, um, like at work mm. and stuff. Yep. Um, I mean, so that's just my life at the moment is, is listening I'm, to I'm curious what your favorite song is at the moment. Uh, I mean, it seems like the kind of... The boring and obvious pick, but Candy Store's probably the one that, yeah. that I find myself uh, listening to the most. It's a classic. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That feels like a boring choice, but I guess it just kind of is. <laughs> hey, it works. Whatever. Um, so, again, one of our more recent episodes, Solo, A Star Wars Story. I, I don't have anything to talk about here. Do you? Oh, I mean, it, it looks like Disney has officially shut down all the sort of spin-offs at the moment for Star yeah, Wars. Look, about so, damn time. Um, well, I mean, I'm bummed because this is the first one I've ever been excited about and Solo 2 mm. was something I was really I looking forward to. I can't believe that. That's so... That's such a weird opinion for you to have, Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just the one person on the internet sitting here going... Oh, but, but Solo 2, because I think everyone else is pissed because they just announced they were going to do an Obi-Wan one, and then they cancelled that yeah. as well. Yeah. So everyone else is pissed about the Obi-Wan one, and I'm just sitting here like, but I wanted Solo 2. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about We Are Legion, We Are Bob, the Bobiverse books. Yeah. Um, so we kind of left off in the episode with me being halfway through book two, and I finished book two since then. Um, and look, I enjoyed it. I, I think it resolved a couple of... Of plot points like the uh, the the eco terrorists on Earth and a few other things, um, but really the ending of book two felt like it's just waiting to get into book three, which is still on its way to me from Amazon. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's, I, I, it's very much a trilogy. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, book one felt like it had it had more of its own kind of complete plot arcs, whereas book two, you know, just. It feels like it's just a part of the trilogy, and so I don't really yeah. feel like I have that much to say about it. Um, yeah, maybe we'll check back in on it next annual checkup, <laughs> and we'll see how I feel about the whole trilogy. Yeah, well, by then there might be a book four as well, um, from what I've from what I remember mm. reading by the author. So, might be a whole lot more to talk about there. Um, going back, we talked about anime crimes division. I think we can skip over that. Yeah. Uh, Hunt for the Wilder People. So, n- no Hunt for the Wilder People stuff to talk about, but I, d- I do want to quickly touch on uh, <laughs> a a TV show being made um, that I think has just started airing called Wellington Paranormal, yeah. which takes the two police officers from uh, from what we do in the shadows and has them investigating other paranormal phenomena around Wellington. Um, and I mean, it's really worth bringing up because it's like, it's actually literally the two actors who played these police officers for yeah. what must have They're been 20 seconds of the, of the movie. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the least intuitive spinoff of all time, but it looks, it looks yeah. funny. I haven't, I think it, the, the pilot just aired, right? Yeah. I think the first two episodes have aired, but it's in, it's on TV in New Zealand. I'm not really sure how anyone can, can watch it outside of New Zealand. Um, yeah. I'm sure we'll find a way. 
Um, I'm, I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll spread out. We what we what we do in the shadows was so big. I'm sure they'll be able to find somewhere to sell yeah. it. Yeah, uh, for distribution. Um, Taika Waititi is working on his new movie, which is a World War Two movie where he cameos playing Hitler, which is going to be interesting. <laughs> Only he'd um, have the, yeah, the balls <laughs> to, to put himself as Hitler in <laughs> yeah. his own movie. It's pretty intense. I mean, maybe he just didn't want to cast anyone else. Maybe he wanted to take all of the flack for that decision and not put anyone else into the firing line. Um, so next up, let's talk about... We, we did this showdown on Spider-Man, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't have anything to say about these other Spider-Men, but they've been releasing trailers for an animated Spider-Man movie being done by Sony Sony Pictures Animation or whatever it's called, um, called Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And man, it looks so good. I, I don't know. I, nothing to say about old episode stuff. Just I'm fucking hyped for this animated <laughs> Spider-Man movie. Yeah. I mean, because you sent me the trailer. I don't know. Maybe it's a Spider-Man fan thing. I was like, oh, that looks Okay. <laughs> Um, oh, Elliot, you're breaking my heart. Look, uh, somehow I'm going to get it onto the show next year, <laughs> just I, so I have a, a reason to talk about it. I, I did think it looked like something I would enjoy, but it also looks like it's very much a a Spider Man like advanced movie. Like it's for Spider Man fans because I oh, like, it's for people who are into Spider Man. Like it yeah. wasn't. Well, it's Peter, all about different Spider Man, right? Yeah, it wasn't Peter Parker who was the main character. Apparently, other people are Spider Man in the comics, like. Well, yeah, there's Miles Morales Spider-Man, but Peter Parker is also in it as Spider-Man. There's multiple was he Spider-Man. The old, was he yeah. the old guy in the trailer? He oh, was the old guy, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, I mean, um, I, I, I think that was my problem with the trailer, is a lot of the time I was like, I don't really understand what is happening. <laughs> what any of it means. <laughs> yeah, fair um, enough. It, it was definitely a trailer for fans. Um, next up, we talked about Chuck Tingle books. Uh, do you want to? I don't have anything no, else to I, say I'm here. I'm pretty sure I said in the episode I had read one and I was never going to read any more. And so far, <laughs> mission accomplished. So far, that has stayed true. <laughs> I think there's a, a Chuck Tingle video game being uh, in development at the moment. The person um, oh, yeah, thinks being developed with Zoe Quinn, right? I might have talked about that during the oh, show. I don't remember. No, no, I think I read about that. I don't know. I don't know if you brought that up, but uh, look, I'll, I'd probably give that a. a a go. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I imagine it'll be a pretty scarring game if it's anything like the <laughs> the books. But I'm kind of picturing yes, a, a South. Like, I don't know if you've played either of the the recent South Park games, the Stick of Truth or the South Park the, games. The yeah, but they're very uh, reference built, right? I don't even know what to expect. Anyway, we let's let's <laughs> let's move on. Um, this is one I really want to talk about: The Good Wife. Um, yeah. This is just a great show, Elliot. Like. I liked it a lot when we did our episode on it. I gave it a nine. I think I would I'm, I would up that to like a nine point five now. It's just so good. It, it well, and because I think I don't know. Uh, it's been a while since we talked about it, but like uh, you were up to about the end of season five, mm. the last I spoke to you, and that's definitely like the pinnacle um, of the mm. show. I think it, it sort of goes downhill a bit for six, and, and then seven's not great, and then the spinoff picks right back up to you know, like higher levels, good wife. Um, basically yeah. once they ditched Alicia, Alicia starts to become the problem, the, the end of the good yeah. wife. Um, sure. Cause it's, her story's just, there's not as much to do, but uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's, su- it's such a good, like, like season, I, th- I think you mentioned this and, and I remember agreeing with it, like that season five of the good wife might be some of the pinnacle of, of network TV. Yeah. So it, it follows the plot of, of Alicia and Carrie leaving their firm, leaving Lockhart Gardner to start their own firm. And it just has all these episodes of like 
incredibly well put together character drama of them leaving the firm and the rivalry with the old firm and and kind of Alicia and Will falling out and then spoiler alert um Will's death and how everyone reacts to that and it's just like it's episode after episode of really great character drama and it's just so good and then uh uh Lewis Canning becomes a kind of regular who is played by Michael J. Fox, and he's one of my favorite characters. And then, um, I mean, you can my almost, other favorite. You guest almost feel star. like they tried to keep Willis Canning in it less, but he was just yeah. so much fun. And he yeah, just, he's just too yeah. good. Um, and and my other favorite guest star comes back again in season five, who is um, Elspeth Tassioni, who's this yeah, like lawyer classic. with maybe ADHD or or something that kind of makes her really distractible and she's a, and kind of crazy. Yeah, she's a big space cadet for sure. Um, it's yeah, God! It's just a great show, really. If people haven't seen it, check it out because it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I I can't I can't imagine people not liking this show. Like I'm I'm trying to think yeah. of like because sometimes there are like you know like sci-fi shows like The Expanse, which we'll probably talk about uh, later. It's like I I love mm. it so much, but I can see people not liking it uh because they hate yeah. sci-fi or something the good wife i'm i'm struggling to picture somebody who just wouldn't enjoy any of it at all like it 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 seems so uh good <laughs> <laughs> like my use um, of words yeah. um yeah and from from the good wife the the pinnacle of tv let's segue on <laughs> to legends of tomorrow do you have anything you want to say about this one elliot uh, oh well, season four stay up soon i am very excited for that um Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean nothing. Nothing that I need to say to you. I don't think because that's <laughs> what's the opposite of preaching to the choir? Because it'd be doing that. Yeah, preaching um, to the preaching to the atheists, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Um, um. Yeah. No, season four looks great. They got Constantine as a regular. Um, they're not yep, participating. Yep, right. They're not right, participating nerd. in the big God. crossover, um, which is also a good. <laughs> yeah, thing. probably the other shows which are already pretty bad won't let them. No, it's more like Legends doesn't want to be tainted by everyone else. Uh, but. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, um, anyway, let's well, move on. Pro- that's probably fair enough. Uh, so we have something in our notes for Yu-Gi-Oh! The Abridged Series. Uh, it's just kind of plodding along. It's got a big episode coming up, apparently. Um, I don't know. I still need to catch sure. up. I, I I think I said in the episode that for years I've been talking about doing a rewatch and I've never made it past episode five. Mm. That is I mean, it's only true. it only has gotten better and better. Um, I think early parts of the show are driven by nostalgia a lot like that kind of humor <laughs> yeah um but it just gets cleverer and funnier as as it goes on so you really should you know what keep watching yeah um the princess bride nothing to talk about here um no i don't think there's been any yeah. recent developments in that, in that department um yeah um I, I wanted to touch on dancers moving which is that short little web web series by brian david gilbert that we talked about yeah because he, I've started listening to his podcast, which is called Let's Make a Music. I think I briefly mentioned it during the episode, but I want to retouch yeah. it because it's become my favorite podcast. Um, it's it's about half an hour long, and the format for it is like they, him and his two roommates, take Twitter suggestions for song titles, and then you know discuss it, and then come out with a song at the end that they've that they've written. Um, based on these kind of suggestions and the songs are always completely ridiculous, but they're also quite like 
if those three people who are, who are the hosts of the show are clearly all quite musically inclined, and so they they make good songs with very ridiculous referential lyrics to weird <laughs> things in each episode. Um, yeah, sure. It's a great podcast, and I would definitely recommend it. And I might bring it to the show later on. I just uh, want to touch on it here while we're going back through. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, that sounds Broad like Church. a good candidate for an episode, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So stay tuned, I suppose. Um, so in our notes here, Elliot, you've written Broadchurch, Doctor Who, question mark. Explain that. What are, <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> oh, well, I mean, just uh, I don't know if you if you saw the trailer recently for the new season of Doctor Who. But obviously, so has there already the... been a season with what's her name, Jody something? Um, well, are you talking about the new the new female the doctor? New doctor. Um, yeah, the big controversy. Uh, never mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So has no, she already hasn't. had a season or no? No, oh, she okay. she's debuting in a couple of months. Um, officially. Um, but that was they announced her as the Doctor like a year ago. It was ages ago. Yeah, but I remember we talked about it when we did this Broadchurch episode, which was heaps ages ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it was that long ago, but it definitely they've taken a big gap because they're doing the same thing they did when Matt Smith took over, which is it's also everyone's changing behind the scenes. Ah, um, oh, okay. So like Chris Chibnall, who did Broadchurch, is now the showrunner. Yeah, that's right. Is the showrunner? Um, I remember. Okay. So, like, so I think we talked about that during the Broadchurch episode, but th- yeah. none of it's happened yet, right? No, just like they 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 released a trailer, and it it I, I don't know. I I felt like to me when I watched it, it looked Broadchurchy, but maybe that's just me projecting the context onto it. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, but but I you're mean, the biggest Doctor Who fan I know by far, Elliot. Yeah, probably. What, are you excited for it? I, I am. Uh, I mean, I'm always excited for a bit of a change. I was I was pretty bored with. Peter Capaldi's run by the end, honestly. Um, mm. I'm excited. I'm optimistic with Chris Chibnall in charge that it's going to be a female Doctor Who's defining feature is not that she's just a female because I think that would be the quickest mm. way to just ruin it. Um, to ruin I think it, yeah, he'll totally. actually have a character um, there who just happens to be female, which I think it, for me is the right play. So I, I'm pretty, yeah, I'm pretty keen. Um. Cool. Uh, well, but did you did you watch any more? Because I think I think during the broad <laughs> no. church episode. Come on, Elliot. You only, you only got <laughs> Come on, Elliot. No way. No. Okay. I just I just fallen off it so hard. Maybe a a, a a shake up is exactly what I need to get back into it. But oh, I meant broad church. I, I meant oh broad church. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've watched uh, season two. I finished season two of broad church. Yeah. Um. I think when I was watching it, season three wasn't on on Netflix, so I didn't watch it. But it's on my list. I definitely mean to get back to it. I just haven't. Yeah, fair it, enough. It wasn't super available, so I didn't chase it down. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, great show. Definitely should get back into it. Um, all right. Next up, we, we, <laughs> we slipped it in again for a second <laughs> year. Uh, talking about Ward. Um, look, <sighs> it's great, obviously. Um, it's really good. What do we need to say? <laughs> what, what should we say about this, Elliot? Well, I tried to <laughs> condense my feelings on on this into something that would take less than fifteen minutes, and I mm. I couldn't. So I've just decided not to yeah. say anything because if I get started, I'm going to go forever. Um, I I uh, 
I recommended to a friend recently, and um, they messaged me just this morning. They've they've finished all of Worm, all of Ward, and they've started recommending Worm to their friends. So <laughs> that's just the kind of media it is, you know. Um, it's definitely a virus. If, um, like yeah. It, it in, oh, it, totally. It infects people. Like once you start reading Worm, there's this just natural compulsion to attack every everyone you meet with. Yeah, but have you read Worm? Yeah, it's this minor master power that Wildbo must have <laughs> to make his work so inherently shareable. Um, and if you didn't get that joke, read you should worm. go read Worm. <laughs> um, should we? Should we move on? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's nothing to say there that it's we just probably haven't oh, mentioned man, in everything it, else. It's so. It good. recently had an arc that was just arc seven of Ward is just full of incredible parts, and it's just great. It's just so well written. So well put together. I actually, uh, I did have a thing because one of the big moments in, in Arc 7 that you just brought up is a family dinner with one of the characters. Yep, yep. And I had a big argument with someone because I was trying to explain to them how me being super excited for a family dinner in a superhero story is the sign of a good thing, like a good story and not like, <laughs> a, a terrible one. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy when you're so invested in these characters that the action scenes aren't the part that you're excited for it's <laughs> oh victoria's going to have dinner with this other person's family <laughs> yeah like yeah because i remember um, like as there was the big fight going on in early arc seven i was like yeah but you said you were going you said you were going can we just get to the dinner, dinner already yeah <laughs> yeah um <laughs> yeah it's great it's it's like over the course of ward i think we did our ward episode when it was like arc two or arc three it right? was still very early on yeah and it's just uh, you have I've grown to get so attached to these main cast of characters, you know. Oh yeah. Like are they all are so compelling and so different. It, it it's like it's exceptionally written. Um it, Look, we've already been talking about yeah. it for too long. <laughs> I'd say the only the only thing in the world that makes Worm look like it has poorly built characters is Ward. Like I'm yeah. Amazed at how much it's up to the game from what was already probably one of the best things I've ever seen yeah. at, at doing characters. Yeah. But yeah, let's move um, on. Otherwise next up, we won't. Uh, we've kind of got a run of things that we don't have that much to talk about, I think. Um, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. I mean, it's that, been cancelled. Yeah, Nothing's that's officially, here. officially dead now, right? It's there officially was a, dead. A yeah. small campaign to get that back up and running, and that nah. failed. Yeah. Um, we talked about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. before that, which has was going to be officially dead and then has been renewed for a season six. Yeah, um, that looks like one of those, uh, something that a lot of shows seem to be getting these days, which is like a short final, here, here just like finish it yeah, for the fans. Yeah, kind of closure season. Yeah, it's not, it's not closure movies like Serenity got. Which is weird because season five ended, season five was clearly ending as though it was the last season. Um, oh, they definitely left themselves open to that being the series finale as well as the season. Finale. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, because it could like, have ended. There one of the main character. Fine. It ends with like a, an emotional goodbye to one of the main characters of the show. Yeah, um, Deke, but he's back anyway. <laughs> uh, let's let's keep going. Um, John Wick. Nothing to talk about here. I don't think. No. Um, Seventeen seventy. Sep- Seventeen seven seventy six in Bruges, Star Wars Holiday Special, Harmon Quest, Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Oh, um, I will just chuck in with Crazy Ex Girlfriend. I think season four starts in a couple of months, and that's the last one. There, um, really? Yeah. The, so the CWs, uh, I guess they've decided to end it before it drags out. Um, 
Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like it's kind of with musical comedy, you can only do so many, you know, different song styles before you start running out of ideas. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So had a good run. Yeah. So I think. Yeah. I, I feel the same. I'm a little sad that it's ending, but also I'm glad it's not gonna. Well, not all CW shows end when they should. So you know, it's it's not in that. <laughs> yes very true um we talked about marble olympics which is still going still enjoyable yeah uh, i mean we're between actual marble olympics at the moment so it's just like yep. little random videos but um after the tragic finale that was the the end of the winter marble olympics uh we're all mm-hmm. ready and waiting for the start of the summer ones so for a little more context on that elliot supports the team oceanics i actually went to visit you recently elliot and was surprised to see you wearing an oceanics shirt which i didn't realize existed but you have one somehow. yeah no they are they have an official merchandise store store and uh oh, okay you didn't just print out your own oceanics logo and stick it on no a t-shirt. i'm not quite that dedicated um <laughs> i don't know I, I wouldn't put it past you um we talked about Peep Show and Black Mirror. I don't think we have anything to talk about on those two. No, no, not really. Uh, let's talk about one of our episodes before that was uh, a showdown for Avatar, The Last Airbender. Yeah. Um, and uh, what's his name? Brian Cos- Cosnetio, uh has a new series that has just dropped a trailer that is coming to Netflix called The Dragon Prince. So is it definitely Brian? I thought it was somebody You're else. right. It's from the head writer, Aaron E. Has. Yeah, good. Aaron E. Has. I'd want to look up how to pronounce that last name because I'm definitely going to get it wrong. Um, but <laughs> he, One of the head writers, let's say. Yeah. He, um, I mean, to, to put sort of credibility behind his linking to The Last Airbender, the two characters he mm. basically created um, and put into the story are Toph and Azula. So as far oh, as I'm wow. concerned, uh, he may as well be one of the big creators of Avatar. Cause... Yeah, those are the two best characters, <laughs> I think, from the original show. Um, yeah, except for maybe Iroh. Um, they're definitely mm. two of the most interesting ones. But uh, yeah, so yeah. not not one of the big two from Avatar, but certainly a, a, a huge influence um, to, to mm. put those two into it. Um, and there, yeah. was, there, was, um, there was just a trailer for it. Um, I guess it looked okay. I, I'm I'm willing to give it the benefit of the doubt because I didn't think the trailer looked that good. But I think if you watch a trailer for Avatar: The Last Airbender, it probably doesn't look good either. Yeah. So um, it was really built by the strength of the characters developing over the show, right? And you can't well, really yeah, portray it, like, that in a trailer. And I think the trailer would just come across as kind of a, like a Nickelodeon TV show, uh, like yeah. like kids show. The one thing that did get me hyped for it was the the music in the trailer, which felt very yeah. kind of emotional and evocative of the kind of music that was in the avatar shows um and and the music was always one of the the highlights of those shows for me um it was just so it was so good at capturing the emotions um and it looks like the dragon prince you know has the has the same thing going for it (laughs) yeah uh no i I agree i'm i'm cool i i don't know i'm cautiously optimistic i don't want to get my hopes up too high uh all right but yeah um, so let's go back through some that we don't have any notes for. We've got Push, uh, Dark Matter, R.I.P., which I think is now fully dead. Yeah, <laughs> R.I.P. Um, One Punch Man, Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality, Wet Hot American Summer. Uh, we did a showdown for Dan Harmon shows. We did Oakja. Uh, what? Actually, oh, sorry, Spider-Man. Going back to the Dan Man, Harmon a lot one. of Spider-Man stuff. 
Yeah. Um, yep. Going back to the Dan Harmon one, obviously, I think Rick and Morty got renewed for like 100 million seasons recently. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So there was something like 70 episodes of Rick and Morty in total, and they renewed it for another like 100 and something. So yeah, yeah. a thousand years of Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty forever, huh? Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that, that bit from the first episode is going to uh, get it's, delivered. It's coming to pass. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I think should we talk thing... about The Expanse? Yeah. Oh, I guess the the only other thing I had to say about Dan Harmon's stuff was mm. there was recently a joke on Joel McHale's new show about the community movie, so it's still out there in the public Look, consciousness. Yeah, all right. We'll see. We'll <laughs> leave it when you see it, Elliot. Yeah. Um, and The Expanse was our last, our first episode this year, our last thing to talk about. Yeah. Well, um, I've actually been re-watching season three recently with uh, some members of my family, and it's still so good. Mm-hmm. And this is one that mm. if you even remotely can put up with sci-fi, then you should watch this because you'll love it. Um, yeah, it's a very well-made show. And, Surprisingly uh, well-made. Yeah, and that should only get better now because sci-fi finally cancelled it, which meant that uh, a real network such as Amazon uh, could pick it up. Um, yeah, there was a big, there was a big campaign to save it. Which... Yeah. You never thought would actually work, and then it somehow did. Yeah, I think. I mean, it was helped out by the fact uh, Jeff Bezos, who's the head, like the the CEO of Amazon, uh, the founder. Mm. I, I don't know exactly what his title is. He's he's a big fan of the books, and I, I think from what I've mm. seen, he wasn't even aware that it was a show, um, as well. And then, sort of as all as everyone started targeting Amazon, it got brought to his attention, and and he. Basically went down to the the Amazon Prime Studios people and was like, "Can can we do this?" Um, it would be nice to and, be so and, rich that you can just renew a show. That you yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine exactly. what we would do with that power, Elliot. Oh, I'd probably just make a worm show. Um, well, yeah, true. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, no, and I think like because they had people. It was like George R R Martin and and some other sort of celebrity authors and stuff just sort of petitioning and and they. They raised a bunch of money on uh, the Expanse subreddit and managed to fly. I remember there was a uh, there was a skywriter over Amazon HQ at one point. Yeah, which that just wrote out hashtag Save the Expanse. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and, and I'm looking forward to it because um, I mean I won't go into the spoilers for what happens towards the end of season three, but they're going to need a much bigger CGI budget now. Um, mm. So it's it's a good thing that they've uh, jumped the sci-fi ship. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, it's a show that keeps getting better. Uh, everyone should watch it. I I've I've started seeing this actress who's in it. Uh, her name is Shore Agdashlu, I think you pronounce it. In in a couple yeah. of other things now, and God, she's a good actress. She's just great. She is. Uh I mean her um, her voice is just captivating. Yeah, but she's great in the Expanse. Definitely worth checking out. Um. Yeah. So this is that's everything from this year. Uh, I yeah. think we'll touch on a couple of things from last year as well. Yeah. Um, before we wrap up, I think we need to go through the whole list uh, this time. We'll yeah, just let's just kind of jump back through it. So you have something in here that you want to talk about for the adventure zone, Elliot? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just so I mean, for anyone who didn't sort of keep listening to the adventure zone, it it finished its main sort of arc, and now they've started what mm-hmm. what they're sort of calling their season two, I guess. Yep. Um. And I mean, it's, it's actually, it's turning out all right. Um, but I mean, it's too story driven for me. And I think we had this argument a year and a half ago when we talked about the adventure zone, (laughs) uh, but I wish they'd just stick to being funny. Like I think next week they're bringing out a, um, just a, a, one of their one-off live shows, uh, because they're all away on vacation. And those are my favorites these days. Cause it's just, Mm. it's less story and more just them 
having fun. Yeah, I, I definitely understand what you mean. Um, I I started watching a and and listening to a different D and D real play podcast called Critical Role, which is a big one. You, you've probably heard of it, but yeah. you haven't seen it. Um, and it's very story driven, and it made me realize, like, wow, I just can't, like, I can't get into this just coming from the Adventure Zone because the Adventure Zone is so much a comedy show, you know? Yeah. Um, well, it used and I, to. I do think. I think <laughs> ooh, ouch. I think Amnesty is better at that than we expected it to be. Uh but yeah. yeah it's it's no uh it's no jerk off cave or whatever. Yeah, it's definitely it has I've enjoyed the this second arc of Amnesty a lot more than I expected. Yeah. Um but yeah, certainly I'm, certainly I'm not getting, as much as the I'm original. Into it. Um yeah. like when I um, I have gone back and re-listened to the start of the the balance arc, which is their season one, and yeah. it's it's yeah. At least to me, it's a lot better. Um, <laughs> um, the the graphic novel of the Adventure Zone, the first one, has just come out you know, oh, yeah, a few days too. ago. Yeah, I just ordered it on Amazon, so maybe we can touch on that and see later if it if it captures the uh, the essence of the podcast and if it's a good way to kind of introduce people to it. Yeah, definitely, because certainly easier. Yeah. Um, jumping back, you should we talk about season two of, of Westworld? Yeah, well, it's interesting because I, I sort of jotted a note down here and then you've jotted a note right under that, which was interesting because, so you've sort of mentioned that you've had absolutely no desire to jump into season two. Yeah. Which is I don't know what it is. Well, I, f- I actually felt the same before I started it. I kind of, mm. I ended up in a situation where one day I was sitting around and I had nothing to watch and I think Westworld was like three episodes in. I was like, okay, I'll finally start Westworld. And yeah. after about two episodes of season two, I was back into it and i was like god why did i even hesitate on this but uh i definitely did and i think i I, I think it's it's a very intense show and i think that's part of it you you need to be into the mindset already to to be into it (laughs) i as soon as the first episode of season two aired i i downloaded it and i was like all right i'm ready and then i just never watched it it's (laughs) it was sitting on my desktop for weeks like season two episode one of westworld waiting waiting and i just never I don't know. It, um, I can say it's definitely worth it once you do it. Like I got so into season two. It was amazing. Like I can see now how mm. HBO is planning to use this as their Game of Thrones repli- replacement once that ends. Um, yeah. But it, I, I do remember it being kind of daunting to, to start. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing I've that really, really helped me. I enjoyed season one. So. Um, mm-hmm. the, the other thing I'd recommend to everyone, um, Alt-Shift-X is a, is a YouTube channel that I subscribe to and – he does all all sorts of videos to to help you follow stuff like this, but he also does Westworld. And uh, one of his ones that he did just before season two started was Westworld season one explained, which just sort mm. of recapped everything. And like, mm. it's such a complex show. I'd honestly recommend that to everyone because I didn't remember half the stuff that that video covered. <laughs> um, Good way to get yourself back into it. Yeah, I'd almost say it's it's required viewing unless you watch season one very recently. Um, I don't know how okay. else you could follow season two's opening. We'll pop that in the in the link to the show notes as well. Yeah, sure. Um, so jumping back, Young Justice. It has a trailer for season three has just dropped. Yeah. Man, it looks good. I'm so fucking hyped for Young um, Justice. Yeah, I actually started rewatching Young Justice because of that trailer. Because yeah. they yeah. the first the first half of the trailer just recaps season two, and watching that yeah. trailer, I realized that I needed a lot more than a two minute recap of season two. 
Um, and so yeah, I've been I've, I've been rewatching it, and it it's even better than I remembered. Young Justice is surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good show. I, the the funny thing to me about the season three trailer, and we'll get into spoilers a little bit here. Um, at the end of season two, uh, Kid Flash, Wally West, uh, dies. He he's like sucked up into a time vortex, or I can't remember, but he dies. Yeah, and then in the season three trailer, he's just there. <laughs> Like there are just a few shots of him there and cracking jokes, and it's like, oh, okay. Well, I guess he's they coming don't back. Even, they don't even need to pretend that he's not coming back because <laughs> there's no way he was not coming back. He was such a core part of the I show. I mean, yeah. Still, it's like there's there's not even it's so blatant. <laughs> there's not even an attempt to cover up the fact that he's coming back. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I should rewatch that show too. It's fucking amazing. It is. Um. Um. Okay. Yeah. Stargate well, SG1. So Stargate, yeah. So I mean, I think we've we've talked about it briefly, I think maybe in the Dark Matter uh episode we did earlier this year, but like Stargate kind mm. of got rebooted um late last year slash early this year. Yep. And I mean I think you could write a book on that, uh called How to Not Reboot a Franchise. Um <laughs> Because it was it was so it was bad. Let's, let's describe it a bit. They they did an episode, uh, sorry, a website called Stargate Command, which was just kind of a website for news about this long dead show. It's a bit well, weird. It also has all of the episodes, which was kind of redundant because I think uh, Hulu already had all of them. So if you're in the states, you, yeah. you didn't really need it. But um, I subscribed because yeah, I I mean the other thing was like yeah there were going to be forums and stuff, but I wasn't particularly interested in that. I just wanted to support it and get access to the episodes here in Australia. Um, yep and then as part of that they they also released a new it was essentially a movie called stargate origins catherine which picked one of the least uh interesting characters and storylines you could uh choose and turned it into a prequel um set in in the 50s um oh sorry yeah it's bizarre to to take what they did was let's take a character that was important to the origins of the stargate and then tell the story of before the Stargate was even a thing. And so, like, I mean, I haven't seen it. I have no desire to watch it. But presumably, she can't visit other worlds or no, anything. I no, don't... it's even worse. They do exactly what you'd expect, where they go through the Stargate, but then everybody's memories wiped right at the end. So it's like oh, it never happened. <laughs> Why? Um and, and I mean, then it, they again bury it in Egypt or whatever to be discovered later. No, no. So this takes place after Catherine and her father have uncovered it, but before, right? Before they actually figure out how it works. With oh my god! The time, that it, yeah. It was. Um, I mean, and it was. It was made by a director who I think was sort of fresh out of film school, and I don't want to sort of hate on someone for directing their first thing but like it was kind of obvious mm. i don't know my budget was probably an issue here as well i don't want to lump it all on the director yeah but uh it, it's yeah. just it was set up to fail right it, yeah that i mean yeah basically like it, it it's kind of annoying a small budget they, a new director in a boring area of the story and, and i i think that's a problem because mgm has said they're using the reaction to origins to judge whether or not stargate they should <laughs> do more stargate and i think that that's really unfair because Okay, so wait, wait, wait. Let's let's just. This is the bit that we sent to MGM. Stargate Origins was great. <laughs> yeah. Right, um, no, no, I think no, I think I saw. <laughs> I think I saw one person make the comment that uh, you know so many of the fans are so aggressively angry that that shows you that there is interest in Stargate, just not this. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> look, 
<laughs> maybe something will happen with Stargate. Maybe it won't. We yeah. will see. Um, yeah, I mean, MGM I think the last does, thing to talk but, about. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, I just want to say Ooh. MGM has just up updated a bunch of stuff for the new Stargate Command app and website. So like, they're still they're still touching it. But I, yeah, I have yeah. absolutely no idea where it's headed next. <laughs> like, we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I think the final thing to talk about is Sensei episode two. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, this is going right back to the first thing you ever brought me, but uh, it yep. recently had its its finale. Um, yeah, so come got, to a close. It got cancelled at the end of season two, and I think we sort of talked about it briefly at some point on here, but it was mm. an annoying cancellation because it was completely justified, um, yep. which is the worst kind. The Netflix cancelled it because it was so expensive to create. And I mean, I love the show, but I have absolutely no idea where that amount of money was going in every episode. Like, it... Yeah, it's good, but it's not like compared. I think it was like it costs the same amount of money per episode as like Game of Thrones famous Battle of the Bastards episode, which I know I know it means nothing to you, Ruben, but like that's mm. an absolutely phenomenal piece of television by HBO. And that's like you, I watch that and I'm like, yeah, this is worth like ten million dollars or whatever. And I love every episode of Sense Eight, <laughs> but I don't see where ten million dollars is going yeah. every time. And uh, going I, to flights. It was all filmed on location at different parts around the world, so they just flew the crew everywhere. <laughs> I mean, I honestly think like that, that is it. And, I mean, the finale didn't help. Like, they clearly... I, I can't tell if it was they didn't learn their lesson or it was just a bit of a fuck you to Netflix, but the um <laughs> the finale just sort of doubles down on that problem. Like, a huge part of the ending is filmed... Like, is clearly filmed and set on the Eiffel Tower in Paris. <laughs> And there's not really any wow. reason it needs to be there, except that like it, it is kind of cool that's that it's there. But for a show that was cancelled because it was too expensive, it seems like a bit of a <laughs> fuck you to be. It does feel like it's in poor taste. <laughs> um, um, but it was a great yeah. fi- it was a great finale. Um, actually, like I was worried it was going to feel rushed, but it's two and a half mm. hours long, and it is not rushed. Um, Worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, like it, it was a smart move by Netflix because, you know, for a streaming service, really, they, after a show is cancelled, for them, it needs to be something that they can expect people would want to join their service and stream like 10 years from now. Mm. And I think mm. the finale is good enough that that is still something I'd recommend people do. Like, you should start okay. this and watch both seasons and watch the finale. And it, it maybe feels a little bit rushed in the finale, but it the finale is definitely long enough for everything to actually close up. And yeah, mm. I, I thought it was solid. All right. Well, as as Sensei comes to a close, so too does us talking about everything from the past two years, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so we promised some format change discussion at the top of the show. So let's dive into that. Um, something I realized, Elliot, is that our show weirdly keeps to the financial year calendar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just and about. so as as we move into the 2019 financial year, we're we're coming into season three of Media MD, <laughs> um, and and we're planning to change the format a little bit, slightly. Yeah. Um. So up until now, obviously, we've been doing diagnosis, and then off week content, and then prescription, and then repeat that kind of three week cycle. Um. But we're going to move back to a two weekly cycle. Um, yeah. Where. Each episode, we talk about the diagnosis for something, and then we prescribe next fortnight's diagnosis, you know? So we'll we'll be mainly talking about the diagnosis and just have a shorter kind of three to four minute prescription 
appended to the end of the episode to kind of seed you for next fortnight's episode yeah exactly so the majority of the episode will really be talking about what we've watched that fortnight and then just yeah basically the ending of the episode will be dedicated to talking about what we're going to be doing in, in a fortnight's time exactly prepping you to to go off and watch or read or listen to whatever next week's uh, sorry next fortnight's thing is going to be yeah um, we've also been doing the off week content this season which we've enjoyed doing but um it's a bit too intense of a schedule i think and so yeah. we're going to not do an off week content every other week um we'll probably have them from time to time because i think there'll still be things that we don't feel like are big enough to fit into a an episode of the show but we still kind of want to talk about yeah yeah um so we'll still have some off week content from time to time uh but Mostly it will just be our, our fortnightly diagnoses with a little bit of prescription at the end. Yep. Um, so our next episode is going to be our first diagnosis, which means we need a little bit of a prescription here, Elliot. And luckily I have one that I've prepared earlier. Oh, how exciting. You pull it out of the oven and, and let's, let's have yep. a look. Get it out. No, not out of the oven, out of the uh, underneath the table where I've stored it and it's been sprayed to, to look like it's still fresh. Um <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> well that 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 is maybe underselling this movie <laughs> taking that analogy that far but this is a movie that i really like called prisoners um directed by Denis Villeneuve who is a movie a, a director that i i i really enjoy you you've probably heard of his movies Sicario and Arrival as well as Blade Runner 2049 yeah no definitely um, um i've seen all three of those and and loved them yeah and and so this is a movie that he did before those, uh, not not his earliest movie. He, he has some movies before then, some French movies and uh, a movie called Enemy, which is a, 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 a little weird, strange movie that I quite enjoyed, but I, I thought I'd bring you a, a more kind of standard movie for this <laughs> prescription. Um, it's a movie with Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal. The, the kind of plot of it is um, Hugh Jackman's daughter and his his friend's daughter uh, his, his kind of neighbor go missing over Thanksgiving and he is trying to find them really. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal plays the kind of detective lead on, on tracking down the girls. Um, and, and the, the reason I like this movie, it's, it's a, it, it is a good kind of mystery plot that kind of un, unravels over the course of the movie. And, and that would be good enough to make it a quite good movie on its own, but sure. but it really dives into Hugh Jackman's c- character um, of of this father who is dealing with his missing daughter and kind of spiraling as he tries more and more desperate things to to find her to bring her back. Um, so yeah. it's basically it's just an... just taken, but with Hugh Jackman instead of Liam Neeson. That's what you're telling. <laughs> me, right? It's not as much an action movie like him <laughs> tracking down his daughter. It's uh, it's set in this kind of small town, um, and so it's interesting because it's it's obviously a well directed movie, but a lot of the cinematography is just kind of shots of this town, and it's covered in snow sometimes, or they're out kind of looking through a forest or whatever, um, and it's very engrossing it it somehow manages to to draw you into this world even though you're not really seeing anything that you know visually exciting it's just this town that 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 kind of creeps like lets you creep into it it's kind of world you know yeah Um, sure it's an incredibly tense movie there's it's got it, it manages tension really really well which i think 
uh, Denis Villeneuve is able to do in in a bunch of his movies. I think Sicario and Arrival are both also very tense movies. Um, yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and and this definitely has that that uh, that quality to it too. Um, so yeah, I like this movie. It's very tense. It's very engrossing. It's very well acted. Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal do very very well in it. Um, yeah, so we'll check it out and talk about it in in a fortnight, I suppose. Cool. Um. So that's that's our annual checkup. I think we're all done, right? Yeah, that's it. Um, so remember to follow us on Twitter and Facebook if you want to interact with the show. Uh, I will, I'll put up a discussion thread for this annual checkup and you can kind of leave comments on anything that we talked about or, or be like, oh, why didn't you guys talk about uh, Over the Garden Wall or whatever? <laughs> I was really hoping for some more discussion of that. Leave it in the, leave it in the Reddit and we'll, we'll, maybe we'll talk about it there. Um, you can also leave us a review on iTunes, which we would really appreciate. Um, our website, MediaMDPodcast.com, has links to all of those things that I just mentioned, discussion threads, iTunes reviews, etc., as well as all of the previous clues for the MediaMD ARG. You can help us figure out just who is Dr. MD and why are his episodes so fortnightly. Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this week's clue? Uh, cap. Cap. And we'll see you next fortnight.